Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Wrapping up a week, it's been kind of an interesting one to say the least. We definitely, as you look at the market, saw a drop on a Friday in the corn, drastic drop in the beans and that bean oil. Now the meal, on the other hand, saw some green on the screen today and the wheat had their negativity feel as well. Switch the page over to livestock, higher cattle, feeder cattle, obviously taking advantage of the lower grains, but the hogs had a struggle in what they saw to wrap up the trading week. We're going to look at all of this and a lot more as to what's been happening in the markets as we invite and welcome Brent Schmidt. He is with Crossroads Marketing who works with Aaron Bertels. And so Brent, as we look at these markets, we had some decent rain forecasts that moved in. We saw, you know, there's areas of the Dakotas that got rain. Obviously, Nebraska got rain. It moved into Iowa, which I think some kind of took a little off guard. Wasn't expecting that moisture today. Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting. Woke, I woke up about 5.30 this morning, and we were only down a few. And then as we moved through the morning, it continued to go lower with rain reaching Iowa. Uh, I think that was the big factor where a lot of forecasts just had the rain, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and, and expected it to go uh, down into Kansas, but not to get into uh, western Iowa, which obviously has been very, very dry. I think once the traders uh, seen that this morning, they said we better sell this corn market here. So that was a big factor with the weather. Um, obviously, there was a USDA report yesterday that had some bearing, but it was actually a bullish corn report. So this, you know, anytime you get into middle of June, it's all about the weather as everyone is uh, well aware of you know and this weather uh, market's going to obviously continue as we we get into the key growing stages of both the corn and the soybeans and these pockets of dry weather that we continue to have though are they going to kind of keep a grip hold on these markets oh yeah i mean with this is not like we've had the last few years where we've had large carryouts uh moving into the spring and summer months where we would have you know a week or two of Uh, weather extreme coming into the forecast and then after we get a few rains the market just tended to fall apart where this year we're very tight and that weather market's probably going to last a lot longer than it has in the past where you know traders aren't going to be comfortable with putting a big short position on until they know that there is a big crop coming so um, everybody's going to be watching the forecast Sunday night and if that is you know hot and dry like they are um, predicting today i think we could see a bounce back there so i'm curious and, and this is a question i've asked a few other commodity folks over the last week is with the ebb and flow we've been having with this weather and the roller coaster ride how do we as, as growers plan to do marketing if we haven't done so yet for this new crop yeah i think you got to look at it as the fact that okay well what does my crop look like first and if you're, you know, I'm in Nebraska where there is a lot of irrigated crops, um, they're pretty comfortable with, okay, I'm going to have some type of crop. Um, so if you are going to make a cash sale or hedge drive at an elevator, uh, what we're encouraging is um, to have some upside on those sales because we really, you know, we're only starting with this weather market and nobody has any idea of how high or, you know, how much we could drop off on the other hand, but um, focus on you know, am I okay with selling $6 corn if it goes to eight? And if not, what can I do to participate in that upside? So we're looking at uh, 
the the soybeans and and you talked before we started this of the of the wasdi hangover and you had started to mention a little bit about that report as we started so day two post getting a chance to really digest these numbers is this hangover going to continue yeah i think it would have been you know not as big of a hangover if it wasn't for what happened with the report that came from the biden administration that there may be relief coming to uh the ethanol and refinery industries because of the high price RINs. They're talking about um, giving them some relief from the, the RFS laws. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, it, it, the report was, you know, I would say bearish on beans just because they did raise the carryout. Anytime you raise the carryout, it, it comes in as bearish to the market. But um, what traders and farmers alike are struggling with is. You know, there's not a lot of beans out there, so why are we raising the carryout? Um, I think what the USDA looks at is we got to maintain a certain amount of uh, bushels so the pipeline isn't predicted as dry. So I think that's what they were doing. And then you had the RFS stuff piled on top of that today, which had the, the oil market down and then drug beans lower. So, you know, if there is confirmation, they are going to give relief to the uh, refineries then i could see it going lower yeah but if that's just a you know just a rumor then you could see a rebound there in beans so brent why the soybean meal to the positive when everybody else struggled yeah i think that has to do with you know there is very strong demand for meal uh with the high hot prices um you know crushers are making strong margins um, even with the higher priced beans that we've seen. And when beans go lower, uh, meal sometimes can get some strength um, from that because the crush margins do look better. So do we predict um, come Monday? Obviously, you mentioned weather's going to be one of the biggest factors we need to watch. But but how do we prepare for Sunday night's overnight trade? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because, <laughs> you know, the the noon run did have a little more rain push north into the dry areas where yesterday it uh dry areas so it really is from run to run what the markets are looking at but i think the the important thing is for farmers to think about okay what's the big picture of this market the facts are we have tight tight carryouts we have to have a big crop try not to get caught up in the day-to-day stuff All right, sounds good. More's coming up. Stick around, folks. We've got a lot more to look at, the livestock side and the wheat as well. You're listening to the Friday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the World Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation with Brent Schmidt. He is with Crossroads Marketing. So we we left off talking about the these markets and obviously a Sunday night trade into Monday. But looking at this wheat complex, uh, it's been interesting. You know, we saw it earlier this week kind of be the leaders and they've just kind of fallen into a pattern. Are they kind of following right now what's going on in the corn? Yeah, I think uh, right now spring wheat seems to be the leader in the wheat complex, especially today where North Dakota really all week has had rains um, that have really affected that market. They they made a new high in uh, the spring wheat um, earlier in the week and then uh, been really fallen ever since. But I don't think that market is over either. Um, you know, they if you look, they've had huge moisture deficits up there. So one or two rains is not going to make that crop 
Um, so I think there'll probably be another run left. If you haven't priced your spring wheat yet, I think you'll have one more chance here. Um, as far as Kansas City wheat, there was some rain, obviously, moved into Kansas. Um, but that crop, from all accounts, looks pretty good in Kansas. So uh, I see spring wheat as the leader, and, you know, I think it could hold up uh, the Kansas City prices. But um, expect a pretty big crop down there for the most part, and uh, we'll see what happens up north. And before we know it, harvest will really be underway, and we'll have some more concrete information to go off of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll start up here. Uh, you know, end of the month, uh, early July, they'll be hitting it pretty hard. Um, and typically, you know, wheat, even when it doesn't look look as good, it tends to put on the bushels on the combine. Um, it just seems like there's a lot of good surprises that end up happening down there, especially in that moisture. Well, head over to to livestock size page as we switch, uh, looking at some higher numbers that we saw both in the live cattle and the feeder cattle market. What's the driving factor behind a Friday uptick in the trade? Well, I mean, most of my cattle producers have been pretty frustrated. I think everyone has been in the industry of, you know, cash being 117 to 120 for weeks. I think it was 10 weeks in a row cash is traded in that range. Um, And then guys wonder, well, if packer margins are 700 to even we've heard reports of $900 margins, why is cattle not coming up? And and the fact is we just have uh, too much supply compared to how many hooks are out there. Um, and we will work through that. It just it's taking a lot longer than anyone wants it to. And then you have the uh, uh, the problems with uh, the the ransom shutting down you know some of the plants so that had a factor but i think the bad news is going to be behind us soon um cattle tend to bottom in june so hopefully cash can start to work higher in the next few weeks and i think that will drag futures higher and and today you saw you know obviously with corn being down that was a big big factor to get cattle kind of off here and running um feeder cattle especially you know we're up almost 250 um you know they've been well underpriced as everyone's known so i think you know sunnier days are ahead for cattle and i know producers out there say i've heard that before but um you know with every all commodities are really you know toward the higher end of their ranges over the last few years cattle are about the only ones that haven't been so if there's one market that can take off it's the cattle market and definitely taking advantage of the lower grain complex right now yeah yeah i mean for especially for feeders we do need you know corn prices to stay you know in a range if they move up to seven eight dollars feeder cattle are going to struggle but on the other hand if you know cattle live cattle can make it to dollar 25 to dollar 30 sometime you know in the fall which is possible with the the demand story really picking up i mean exports have been very strong and obviously consumers have a lot of money in their pockets that they're willing to spend on uh, higher quality cuts so i think that could take off it just it just you got to be patient on the cattle market it's just going to take a little while to work through you know some higher weights from winter even yet uh, to get through the, the the process here so then brent why did we see a drop in the hog market for a friday yeah i think the hog market just was taking a breather there really wasn't a lot of fundamental news to make hogs go down um market is extremely tight um 
you know, they they could do a lot better job of controlling their inventory compared to cattle. And, you know, with, you know, COVID problems were a year ago, but I think that's still having an impact on the amount of hogs we have out there. You know, there's a lot of hogs that were that were killed because of, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get in process. So I think that's a hangover. So what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Brent? Yeah, the best way to call is just call me, 402-679-0768, or you can just shoot me an email. It's B as in boy, Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T, at CrossroadsML.com. And that's today's Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.